Welcome back to Going Long on First. Ladies and gentlemen, the band is back, and so is Owen. Owen has returned. Am I separate from the band now? No, you're not. But I just so oh. I just wanted to throw you in just in case people <laughs> forgot who's gone because you know it's typically one week it's Jeremy, the next week it's Owen. Last Owen, couple weeks it has been Owen. Stripes. We're it's just the two of us. We're the white stripes when you're gone. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. The nice. brother sister couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yes, we're all back. Owen is back. He's uh he survived COVID. Lost his taste, lost his smell, but he can yeah. still talk. Yeah, it was it was hell for a couple days. Yeah, for sure. And it it's not even cool anymore. So I can't like, you know. Did you did you do your uh Aaron Rodgers treatment? No, uh, I didn't. I didn't even think of that. But uh I only struggled for like a couple days. And then I was foggy brain for a couple probably a couple weeks. And then uh here I am. I feel refreshed. I worked all last week, but I think we made it through. I think we're good. I think we're ready to talk ball, especially uh perfect time to come back. Um, it is. Cause I was kind of worried about work and COVID, and then all of a sudden training camp hits. And you start getting the news out, and you're like, "Oh, this! I forget." You just forget how good this time of year feels. It does, you know. Post ESPYS, um, everyone's coming back. You hear these random like training camp squabbles over fifth string players, and people are freaking out. Or Josh about, Allen, or Josh Allen, you know, getting into a fight, and people are wondering if there's trouble in Buffalo. I love those headlines so much because they mean nothing. But it's just it's, it's what. It's what the media lives for, though. It's what we live for. We, we in the media live for this, Seth. That is correct. That is correct. I live for every mention of Romeo Dubs in some news headlines and tweets because I know maybe the next Hall of Fame receiver on the Packers. He probably still just be the Juwan Winfrey, you know, of the next four years, and that's fine. But uh, it's still something to talk about in. uh, hope for so i love hey it. you know a training camp darling as they're called mm-hmm. you never know what'll come out of them 87 yep i already love him gonna get it's his good jersey. number <laughs> i got i got his jersey number just not the same last name oh sure you can just put tape on it you get there it is yeah yeah just a couple dubs um yeah i mean this is a good time it's exciting uh we we kind of ran through the the summer and we're jumping back into the good times. Like you said, Owen, this is a, a beautiful time of year. I'll be heading to training camp myself next weekend. Uh, so, like Saturday? I will be. Yep. I was th- I was thinking about it. I was honestly thinking about it. I don't know if I could get carried to do it, but I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I missed the, uh, the owner's meeting. I had prior commitments, so I couldn't make my <laughs> owner's meeting. But I'll be down there for uh, scouting the team a little bit more. Nice. Go talk to Goody. Yep. Checking on the team. Exactly. Exactly. All right. This week it's the NFC South, so we are going to continue our divisions, of course, over August and such. I won't get through them. Uh, so we have the NFC South this week, which should be pretty simple, at least for standings-wise. Players are always interesting. Uh, it feels like we kind of have one team on top and then three others, but we'll see who that team is. But before we get into that, there's a few pieces of news of note. Uh, we got some extensions for receivers that had question marks around them all offseason. 
potential ruling for Deshaun finally. And then we'll jump back into training camp a little bit. So some initial impressions from the first couple of days. Uh, but let, let's touch on these extensions. And I just looked them up. They're pretty much the exact same years and exact same money. Three years, 72 for DK, and three years, 71 for Debo. So pretty much identical numbers for both of these players. Interesting. Sticking around. Well, I've, I've interesting, yes. I didn't see the guaranteed for Debo. I don't know if that was released yet because that just came out today. But I know DK is getting 58. That is <clears> – <throat> I see it from Shefty right now, 58.1 for Debo. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much identical in all facets, uh, which I guess it makes sense. I, I'd say they're comparable. Crazy. Um, <clears throat> I mean, DeAndre Hopkins – was the only receiver to get this level of money up to this year. And now we have seven receivers that have all got those contracts this year. It's insane. It Yeah, it's absolutely exploded for receivers. Absolutely <laughs> exploded. Yeah. Good time to be a receiver. <laughs> Thank you, Christian Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> Christian Kirk, who is probably a quality number two. But yeah, he's good. getting paid like a number one in Jacksonville. Probably going to be a pretty good slot guy uh, for Jacksonville if they use him correct. But Jesus cripes. <laughs> ah, funny, funny. Funny. Jeremy's got the little one, of course. She's not as little anymore. She's, you know, we go back to the beginning of the season, how tiny she was compared to now. Just, it's crazy. She, Growing uh... up right before our eyes, Jeremy. She talks now. She doesn't make real words yet. She's baby babble, but she said dada the other day and mama the other day, but still counts. It, it counts. She said mom first, says dad a moment more often, but a lot of this <laughs> stuff. And uh, took a massive shit today. That's another thing. So there it is. Perfect. Perfect. Life of a father, you know? Yeah. Life of a father. Uh, all right. Should we move on to Deshaun? Enough about that. We don't, we don't do like, potty talk on here. No. The one comment I was going to make about the receivers was uh, I ran into a tweet the other day. God, I don't remember if it was Brian Balding or not, but, yeah, somebody made the comment that you want your kids to play wide receiver now in high school. Hey. Don't waste time with anything else. Because it always used to be running back. <laughs> always used to be running back. You want to put the kid on wide receiver right away now. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of running backs who are like bona fide wide receivers anyway. So it, the transition's going, and so many of them are, are versatile players like that. So, and it, it kind of reminds me of um, Jimmy Graham a few years back when he was trying to get wide receiver money just because of how he was used in New Orleans. Uh, even though, because I mean, obviously, even five six years ago when Jimmy Graham was fighting this, wide receivers were getting paid a lot more than tight ends. Just yep. imagine that now, like somebody like Travis Kelsey or, um, you know, somebody like that trying to yeah. fight for that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they're taken care of now. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. They they threw a couple extra mil at him this year, so which is deservingly so. All right, um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, the never-ending saga here. Potentially will be ending tomorrow. 
there is uh, reports out that there will be a ruling on his case uh, tomorrow morning at some point. So probably before before you guys hear us. So we'll see what it comes yep. down to. Um, but yeah, it, it it's nice to have this come to an end, what it feels like to be an end. But we know that this is not the end of it, is the thing. I feel like the it's, whatever the ruling is going to be, you almost see like Deshaun fighting it or Cleveland maybe or somebody, you know, somebody coming back and fighting that. I seen um, I seen already that the NFLPA came out ahead of it and was like, we're not whatever it is. We're we're already deciding we're going to follow through with it. And they spoke on Deshaun's behalf. Oh, they did as well. Okay. Yeah, that came out pretty quick this afternoon. Um, so it was, uh, regardless of Judge Robinson's decision, Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by a ruling, and we call on the NFL to do the same. So they're probably t- just telling the NFL to not like to okay. to accept what her recommendation is and not like push it forward. Okay, is my assumption. All right, I kind of like that. I'm glad, glad to hear that because it's time we move on from this, especially yeah. that's a good time because it's still before the season starts. Preseason is right around the corner. First game is Thursday. Like you mentioned on our hall of fame game between the Raiders and the bears. Uh, so Jaguars. It's a good time. Jaguars. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, good time to kind of put this to rest and move on for a, a healthy season. So we'll see what Cleveland right. looks like after tomorrow. Uh, how many games per set possibly will have to play, or how many games Jimmy G will have to play, depending if he gets moved or not. So, oh yeah, yeah. I guess Jacoby was kind of named the interim quarterback, wasn't he? Oh yeah. I mean, they don't have anything else as far as I. Oh, they have Rosen, right? They signed Josh Rosen. Oh, that's right. They did. <laughs> we talked yeah. about that one a little bit last week. You know, you weren't there, but um, yeah, Josh Rosen. That's funny. It's funny he's still around. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I'm glad to see this come to an end. Um, what do you think it's going to be? I don't know. It was always the only two options I ever heard, uh, speculated was either four weeks or the whole season, probably just because of prior actions taken. Uh, so which is why that kind of leads me because it was a third party that it's probably going to end up being like a half a season, kind of split it down the middle type deal, unless there was a lot more uncovered specifics uncovered in their, in their trial than I would assume probably the whole year. So I don't know. I, it, it's, it, there's just been so much either way, whether, you know, where it's, it's just hard to keep track of anymore. <laughs> so. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. I can't, that's why I'm kind of in my head. I'm thinking like eight games, but four, four weeks in the whole season have been the, the precedents. That were said, I guess. Uh, eight. I feel like eight games, eight weeks, whatever it comes down to, I think is is fair. They kind of like right. saying split it down the middle. And I was reading that a little bit today as well. Uh, that's kind of what they're prepping for, what they're preparing for. So, Got it. Um, okay. yeah. I let, let's just get it over with and move on. Let's play some football. Um, all right. Let's let's jump back into training camp a little bit before we get into the south. Uh, we have. Of course, teams started late last week, Thursday, Friday, were most of them. Um, so we've kind of had the weekend to to kind of jump in and get initial impressions. Um, 
while we wait for Jeremy's return on the Eagles, initial thoughts on the Packers so far, Owen. I know you're in love with one player, as many Packer fans are at this point. One player has stood out so far over the rest of the bunch. That's correct. Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. I think it's, I think they said it's Romeo Dobbs. I keep flipping back Dobbs. and forth between Dobbs and Dubs, but I think um, Dubs sounds better. I think so um, too, but it is his name. I believe it is Dobbs. <laughs> yes. Got it. Um, that's, I guess that's the guy to keep track of. Uh, I could, you know, I could, I was, I was deep diving into positional battles throughout the whole, throughout the whole, goddamn team uh which it's just fun that we got to this point and now everything just is shaping up where it's like this could be a top five defense you know rogers just looks like it's going to be comfortable we're gonna have a great rushing attack like i'm not it's it's drama free which was needed and uh i think i think jeremy's probably going to have some similar thoughts where it's like it you know some some of that drama is kind of has uh settled and now we're just in for a good solid training camp for each of our teams. Uh, you know, so it'll be interesting. Do they keep seven receivers? It's like they got a bunch of guys, you know, Lazard and Cobb are probably the locks. And then you go down the list and you got, they could keep six or seven. They haven't kept seven in a while, but they could. Um, you got Jones and Dylan have no issues, no worries there. David Bakhtiari, even though he's going to be on the pup, it still looks better. They're all optimistic about it, even though the news came out and that no one really knew he was dealing with another level of his knee injury. So yeah, it was a little worse than what was initially at least thought of, anyways. At I, least externally. Internally, I think they all knew exactly yeah. where it was, but yeah. they just didn't let that come out, which is fine. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I'm not exactly. worried yet. If we're hitting like you know, preseason game one or two, and he's not even practicing still. Then I'm then you then you get worried. It looked like he was outside doing you know warm ups and stuff. Was he uh, yeah. for the first time in a long time? So that was good. Um, so I had assumed like the the offensive line will be uh, probably intact and healthy by uh, middle the middle of the season with Jenkins and Bakhtiari. So that that'd be good too. But again, they always get good alignment in the draft. So I'm expecting one of them to pop off. Yep. Uh, I think we'll get there. I think I have zero worries, especially about the defense. I have zero worries. So all is good in Packerland. It is this off season. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. A total, a total 180 from last off season when Rogers walked into the building and just blew up, blew up the organization. Yeah, and then proceeded yep. to have an MVP season, but uh, yeah, he's coming in and and it's all it's all love these days. It's all all love, it is. Dude. Yeah, probably. I mean, I I am I'm kind of just in my head expecting this to be his final season. So, but well, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, I I'm mean, just... any but at this point, yeah, any season could be his last for sure. Right. Not uh, Tom Brady though. I mean, he's uh, already made the deal with the devil, so he could play, you know. I'm not expecting you that. you saying he's an Illuminati? Anyways. Um, His own, yeah. Are we talking but, about practice? We're talking uh, about practice. Training camp. We're talking absolutely. about practice. Not a game. No games. Not a game? Not yet. 
All right, I'll give you my Eagles takes real quick. You gotta the the way too early to to tell uh, overreactive Eagles takes. I'm not gonna give you anything too overreactive. If I'm being completely honest, because it's been pretty uh, even keel, um, which is nice, right? Yes and no. Oh. Day one, practice one, offense looked great. Jalen looked great. Um, one of the beat writers I follow actually tracks stats. So, like, I'm literally going to give you guys numbers, okay? So, straight long numbers. Story, straight numbers, baby. Uh, so, long story short, through three practices, Jalen, Jalen is 36 and 51, four touchdowns three interceptions practice number one he was 12 of 14 four touchdowns one pick so he's followed up the next two practices with no touchdowns each day and a pick each day now him and the the him in the passing game apparently like lit it up practice one and uh it was very similar to last off season which this was the huge thing coming from practice one the first practice of last season, uh, OTAs, and this year are, have both were red zone practices mainly. And last year, Hertz really struggled in it, um, where he like he threw one touchdown, three picks, and like went six or twelve or something like that. This year, complete three sixty. Now, following Twitter, the next two days afterwards for practices, the defense seems to be really getting the best of them. Um, some new, Usually some how new... it is at the beginning of training camp, too, anyways. Usually defense you know, kind of. What I will say is, yes, I agree with that, because it's it's a lot easier, I think, for defenses just to come in and gel, especially when it's not in pads, you know? Yep. Um, although seven-on-sevens can kind of get funny. But long story short, Jalen was real good in day one. Ever since, it's kind of just been uh, even killed. Nothing too wild, too wild, wild-like. AJ Brown has been going like solely against Darius Slay. And from what I've read and the highlights I've seen, has been a really, really good matchup for OTAs. Um AJ Brown's he's seven receptions, nine targets, and a touchdown. Um Devonta Smith has actually been the guy that's been kind of quiet. He apparently dropped a big touchdown catch in one of the practices. Um Watkins has been kind of the real flashy one. And uh Quez Watkins this year, if he's in the three spot, he's gonna have a big year. That's probably my one big hype right there. Is I'm I'm ready for Quez Watkins to really pop this year. Dallas Goddard, I think is I think those two are gonna have the big years this year. Um AJ Brown, I'm I'm really excited to see him at the field and just get going. Cause there was one one report that came out where apparently he caught the ball, put Slay on the ground, stiff arm to the ground, you know, kind of like King Henry. Really? Like, Tennessee and then scored on the play. Um, but no, it's been it's been interesting. Miles Sanders, uh, the second practice actually played with the second team. Immediately, uh, Sirianni kind of put that to, to rest right away. He said we just rotate our running backs. Kenny Gainwell, though, has actually came in with some extra poundage on him. So that's exciting. The offensive line apparently looks super stellar. Um, Kelsey wasn't practicing the first day. We had like three guys on. They called it COVID progression. It was Fletcher Cox, Jason, and then like two rookies. But they were on COVID progression. Oh, and then um, Zach Pascal, he's been out the first two practices with uh, food poisoning. Hmm. Long story short. But um, offensive lines look great. 
Jalen's kind of looked, I mean, the first day he looked the best. Jordan Davis apparently has been lighting it up. And he's had, from my understanding, a quote-unquote OTA sack like every day or every other day at least, which he wasn't known for pass rushing in college. So that's huge to hear, you know. Um, there's been a lot popping up about him. Marcus Epps has been kind of listed as by far and away the best safety on our roster right now, which is either really good or really scary. Um, it's If it's really good, it's like, wow, this guy has came along so far. Or it's like, holy shit, we don't have a starting caliber safety on the roster right now. Um, I will say, though, there's been a lot of big things said about Epps all offseason, including Michael Jenkins talking about him, saying that Epps puts in all the work, watches all the film, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't have to have that four hours a week Kyler stuff in his contract. You know, he's uh, he's putting up or shutting up, long story short. Um, Kayvon Wallace, who was one of our big draftees out of safety out of Clemson a couple years back, which I think the one thing about that that killed him is they compared him to Dawkins right away because just the Clemson safety coming to Philly, and I think he was the second round or two. Right there, I'm like, you guys killed the guy's career. But um, as far as like a low note, James Bradbury's kind of been a lull throughout he hasn't really had a flash yet um and he might just be like in our super super bowl year patrick sertan like wasn't really or not it was a shame. the who was the corner from the saints that we picked up goddamn long story short i can't think of his name right it was pat something he looked like shit all offseason terrible right and then he had a huge year for us he led the team in picks he had the pick six against the vikings in the nfc championship like Went off. Owen, do me a favor and get that name for me real quick. I'm looking. So 2017 cornerbacks. He was our nickel guy. But so that's where I'm like, I'm kind of taking it easy. Um, I know Miles Sanders also came in. Looks like he's put on some weight. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Malata taking another step, him and Dickerson. Um, no, I, I'm just, I'm excited. The one thing I'll say is Jordan Howard's not on the roster right now. And we don't have a big back. <laughs> So we we signed some dude from the, the the Cowboys practice squad, some big back, and it's just like I don't know why we don't just sign Howard because we've been fucking with him for like three years. Um, I just wish we'd sign him back like as a full time guy. Um, but that's pretty much the team. I mean, there hasn't been any. Oh, the other thing as far as the linebackers, because obviously Nicobe Dean's kind of a big thing right now. Um, Badger Strong over here in Philly. TJ Edwards apparently has taken a sizable step. Now he was pretty good when he was on the field last year. Like he at least looked like a linebacker on like Alex Singleton, who just kind of ran into people. Uh, him and Kaiser White are looking like they're like the for sure one and two out there. If not the guys that are going to be on the field all the time. Davion White, who is kind of our safety linebacker hybrid. Uh, Davion Taylor, my bad. He's really jumped a lot too. That dude's fucking fast. If I remember right, he ran a four, three at the combine. So I'm excited to see him on the field. And Nicobe Dean has been like the for sure third stringer so far. But there hasn't been any like, oh, Nicobe Dean doesn't look good right now. So, but no, I think um, if in, if there's anything, it's just like I want to see the some more where they're like the offense is really flashing. But it could be one thing is where like, hey, the defense is just going to be really fucking good this year, which would be huge. You know, I mean, that's going to be especially in the NFC East this year, the defense is going to be a big thing. Um, but my last newsworthy note, day one, Nick Sirianni comes in wearing – you guys remember how the shirts were a big thing last year, right? Yep. Fucking Jalen Hurts on his shirt. His mug. Bang. 
And That's then it. AJ Brown, he's got he's got Jalen Hurts' face on his shirt. He's wearing a Hurts shirt. And then AJ Brown shows up with a Hurts season hat. And I'm like, so right after the the camp day, they're talking to AJ Brown. They asked him what he thought of him. And he goes, No, he's like, I really like seeing the coaches give the players love like that. Like it's big. It's big for the camaraderie, you know. The one thing where I'll say is there's never been anything where it's like, hey, Sirianni doesn't hold guys accountable. So I'm all for it i know there's been like a lot of older like seth joiner and shit guys that are older eagles that comment on and they all hate it hate it but i'm like yo if these players seem to like it so i don't know why you guys got a problem with it like i'm all for it until it's like hey if a guy's getting walked all over then you gotta cut that shit out but I, i'm like especially after the off season where we had where it was like we were possibly on the watson stuff we we're possibly on the wilson stuff we we're possibly on the baker stuff and we still have hurts I think it's cool seeing him show up on day one. Like, hey, this is my QB one. You know, I like that. So that's pretty much all Philly news. I mean, you got to have confidence in your quarterback. I think if, if he's the guy that is going to be destined to lead your team, you got to have the confidence in him. So I, I like that too. I'm all for that. Stuff like that. I'm all for Why not? Absolutely. Pat Robinson. I thought you were talking about Razul Douglas and his rookie no, year. Patrick Roberts, Robinson. He was fucking terrible all OTAs I remember that was a huge thing and then as soon as the season turned around he was our best corner the whole year nice that's how it goes yep all right let's jump into the divisions shall we the NFC South once again gonna be a good one we have standings wise winner wise I think it'll be pretty easy uh but as always, our top five is fun. All right. Well, let's jump into it. I'll go first, as is customary these days. Um, yeah, I think this should be easy. I, I, at least I think our division winner is going to be easy. Um, uh, two through four, I think, is where it'll be interesting. So I'm just going to start at the top because this is a no-brainer. Uh, Bucks, Carolina Panthers. Oh, oh man, my bad, Owen. I didn't want to, you know, Owen. You didn't have to reveal your winner yet. I'm sorry. I mean, Jeremy was about said he was going to shake things up too, but you know, hey, it. I know we we like to go big. We like to go big. Go All right, it. no, I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks at one, and then we move on to. Uh, to me, there's not a lot to say about the Bucks. I say the one big thing that will impact them now is the Ryan Jensen injury. That is most likely he's done for the year, right? That's what they're that's what they're thinking. Significant time is all they were willing to say. Okay. Significant I know I've read off. a I read a piece that said that they feared it was gonna be a season ending injury. So but it is only the end of July, beginning of August, pretty much beginning of August. So he could come back for a playoff run, something like that. Absolutely. All right. Other than that, the Bucks are the Bucks. They got Brady, no Gronk, but they still got weapons everywhere. Defense is still going to be good. They're going to be the Bucks. Newly so. signed Julio Jones. Oh who, yeah, you're uh, right. We haven't we haven't mentioned yet one year deal. Uh, I mean, everyone's kind of saying he's going to take over the Gronk role, which is like, I mean. Just as the touchdown catcher, is that all they're really saying? I, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, Kyle Rudolph is also 
uh, there to probably be the starting tight end, but um, split time with Cam Brate. Uh, but it's like, you know, just an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side with, you know, Julio probably being their three with Evans and Godwin. Um, and then, you know, what do you got? Scotty Miller and Tyler Scotty Johnson. Miller. And was it Russell Gage? I think they had too. Who was they do. Number? I believe so as well. Yeah. So was the a lot of pieces four. there. Like, yeah, it's. Did I they bring back Geo as well? He, I mean, he's there, but I almost expect him to get cut. Um, Geo, you think Geo will? Yeah, I think so. Uh, just for being a veteran and not, I'm assuming Leonard Fournette is going to get a huge, huge. Well, I uh, figure they would have kept Geo as kind of their third down swing back because he he played a pretty big role in that last year for them, especially playoffs. Yeah, I just part of me just thinks that Leonard Fournette is going to be the everything now. Um, I think he's. I think they're really pumping up his pass pass catching abilities over the offseason. And all right, he's heavy. Good watch out for um, fantasy then. He's getting a lot of fat jokes made at his expense. I'm assuming that'll change pretty quick though. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, all right, yeah. So regardless, the uh, Bucks are still loaded as they have been for the last couple of years. Um, number two, then we'll jump into that. It gets a little bit more interesting. I have the New Orleans Saints as my number two. Um, obviously, a lot of question marks going into that one. Uh, you know, a new head coach, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, right? He's their yes. guy. Taking yep. over after Sean Payton had been there for years and years. Uh, but... Still, the team is still – it's got a lot of pieces. Obviously, question mark is uh, – the biggest question mark is the quarterback position with Jameis there uh, and how will he do. He looked solid at the beginning of last year before his injury, and the Saints were doing well. They were like 4-1, and 4-2, and two, something like that, and then he goes down and then everything changes. But he's still going to be there. They still got Taysom Hill. You know, I, I'll be curious to see what he does this year without um, without Sean Payton around, but he'll have some kind of, of role still. Uh, but otherwise, you know, they still got talent. They still got talent on defense and on offense. Cameron Jordan's there. They got um, Lattimore. Matthew they signed. Tyron Matthew. Exactly. So, it's still, I mean, even though they lost left tackle, I'm blinking on his name. What's his name? Left tackle. I'm Armstead. Tur- Armstead, yeah. They lost Armstead, Armstead which is going to be big. Um, He's older, but he's still one of the best left tackles in the game, probably. But they still have Ramchek, uh, Wisconsin boy. Speaking of Wisconsin, Jeremy. Uh, they still oh, yeah. got Ramchek over there. I, I, I still think this team is going to be competitive. Um. Long story short, I think this team will could be competitive, even though there is some changes happening. Uh, it really it just come down to Jameis, I think, and how well he can control that offense. So I think the defense will, for the most part, be the same, be a very talented defense as it has been for years now. Uh, it, it's just really going to matter on on Jameis and that offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the big, the big thing, uh, not that we're st- – I'm just, you know – Combining our opinions here so we don't have to retread, but um, Michael Thomas was the big story this week coming back. First time back to practice in two years, 
I think. Um, and so I, I have no reason to believe he won't be the wide receiver one, even with Olave and Landry. But and then we're probably going to see Kamara get suspended here for a lot of time for the Vegas fight that he had during the Pro Bowl week. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be an interesting development there. But you know, um, you know, Olave looks good. Landry, I'd assume, just gonna take over that slot role. But I mean, Michael Thomas being back is huge, huge. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We'll see what he can do after a couple years. Uh, but should be interesting nonetheless. Um so I go to three. I think this three and four, I wish that I could almost do an A and B here. I think they're very equal teams. Um, and I, it's tough. I'm still looking at it because I was swinging back and forth, but I'm ultimately I am going to do the Falcons at three and then the Panthers at four. Not a Baker believer. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but I, I did have this back and forth a lot, really just kind of debated on who was going to be at the bottom because I think neither of these teams are going to be all that competitive. In my in my mind, my opinion, Baker going there, I think, changes the Panthers a little bit. Um, I think the one thing that will save them is McCaffrey. Um, but it, it, it'll be his health. Uh, but I don't have a lot to say on these two teams. I look forward to seeing Desmond Ritter out there at some point during the season, whether it is uh, week one, week two, whatever. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, other than that, I, I don't have much to say for these two teams. I don't believe in Baker. I haven't for for years. We talked about it when he moved over. So. Yeah, that's mine. Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. Falcons over Panthers. Not by much. I don't think by much. I, I think it'll sure. be a game or two. You said you're A and uh, B. Yeah. I, I just think they're going to be bottom feeders. Six wins at most. Seven wins at most. At most. Damn. Uh, who's next? Well, I already kind of teased in. Yeah, let's go. It's 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 Bucks, Saints. Uh, Panthers Falcons is where I'm going here. Bucks, obviously, the number one, they're the loaded roster, probably the most loaded roster in the NFC, if not the league. Um, rivaling the Rams, uh, it's the Ryan Jensen injury is big. Uh, we talked about the receiver situation though. It's, I see no reason to believe any step down there, there'll be a Super Bowl contender for sure. Um, it's like we talked about. It's an embarrassment of riches there with the weapons. Um, Gronk, he, he, who knows? He could still come back in the last six weeks. Who knows? Uh, just he way, probably will. The way we know he operates, he probably will. Just to come back. It's, why not? Why not get a? I don't know how many rings it is for him. Probably his fifth or something, which is insane. Um. Not much else to say. Uh, Jeremy keeps wanting to talk about Madden ratings. I think Devin White is a severely underrated player uh, within that timeline. We might get back to that in the coming weeks. But, I think we will. We'll, 
you know, give us some time to uh, to digest that a little bit more. Yeah. Definitely look at that before season starts, before the game even comes out. I think he was absolutely monstrous during their Super Bowl run, and then people have just kind of forgot about him. Uh, uh, David's probably in his last years, but um, he's still operating at a high level. Yeah, the Bucks are going to contend. Uh, the Saints. Well, who retires first, Levante David or Tom Brady? I don't know if I can pick Brady anymore. I mean, I know, well, actually, you know, it, it does make sense for him to to hang it up after this year and just go get he, his monster Fox deal. He has said it like the last few years that 45 was his goal. So it's true. Plus, I mean, plus you got, I don't know how much money he had staring at him, like a $300 million contract with Fox or something like that. Yeah. Uh, to call games. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of hard to just play another year and say no to but uh regardless i think the saints i agree with you seth uh i think they got something they can put it together they have the talent they have enough they have they do have a lot of aging veterans at the top of their defense for sure with demario davis and cam jordan um but i mean i guess tyron matthews he i don't even he's he's hard to gauge how old he is too i mean he's probably 30 isn't he he he's he's probably about that, but he seems older. He it feels like he's been good forever. Um, so I assume he'll just be able to take over his center fielder role pretty easily. Uh, we talked about Michael Thomas. I think you know, give him a few weeks, uh, give him and Jameis some time to gel because it'll definitely be a different type of receiver. Uh, that Jameis that, that you wouldn't expect that out of Jameis's you know play style. The bombing it um but we'll see uh he might he might just not get the targets he ever got with breeze or bridgewater who probably was like the perfect receiver for those types of uh passers uh but you know landry another undercut guy alave i almost expect him to take over the number one role by the end of the year or next year if james is still there just because he is the deep the deep ball guy um, but yeah, I kind of expect we'd have to look at the NFC as a whole again. In my head, I definitely seven seed is definitely an easy spot for me to see the Saints filling in. Uh, but I mean, it is always the Jameis Winston show, it could be a clown show, could be another 30 <laughs> touchdown, 30 interception year. I have no idea, especially without Sean Payton offering any insight but i don't know maybe you'll come back to saints at two give me the panthers by a hair i like baker i think there's something there and i think the falcons are just going to be awful um in my head they got they got Pitts and drake london and a couple guys in defense they were competitive last year of course they had matt ryan still so i get that that's a big difference um but they were competitive last year we saw Mariota be good in a week. I think that Derek Carr was gone or something. Um, people were kind of freaking out. I was like, oh, is this going to be the guy? And, I mean, he just ran a couple nice-looking runs, and I, th- I don't know. <laughs> it, it's That's a definitely I don't see it yet. Uh, I I don't how know. Many how many games does be... it take for Ritter to get in? probably probably give him like four you know 
Uh, but he maybe he takes maybe he just explodes in camp. I don't know. Maybe this is just already Smith's guy. Um, I liked Ritter coming. He was probably my favorite quarterback. Um, he, so he I'm was. excited to see him. Excited to see what he can do. I, I expect Mariota to start the season. It almost feels like um, uh, like a, a Tyrod Taylor kind of situation. You know. Sure. Hopefully they don't yeah. puncture as long as week one, just so Justin yeah, Herbert can start. Um, but I I expect that kind of situation. Tyrod Taylor, Mariota, he's going to start a couple games, and then they'll probably struggle. It won't do much, and then you throw in their young rookie, see what he can do. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I also think that there's just be a lot of handoffs, and I think Cordero Patterson is still going to like get fed the ball a lot. Oh, uh, absolutely, he will for sure. Even with even with London and and Pitts, kind of be the, the that young duo that they hope grow into uh, the next ten years of offense. But um, I think I think you're going to see a lot of leaning on Patterson. But uh, that's why you give me Carolina a healthy a healthy McCaffrey. It changes everything. Makes him eight nine and eight eight and nine team uh, pretty quick. I would say so. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I could see that too. Absolutely. Depending on how that goes, you could even see him sneak into, uh, I think, that second spot in the division. If yeah. all goes right, you could see that. If, yeah, I mean, because the Saints could, like like we all know, they could still end up being like just an average, beat the Bucks once or twice and not really do much else outside of the year. <laughs> they do it every year. Mm-hmm. They do it every year. <clears throat> all right, so you had Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Was That's your where list? I'm at. All right. Jeremy, you ready? You got that list for us. I know you've been you've been putting pen to paper for the last 20 minutes trying to get back that in and... the lab again. He is. Really. That's a list. That's not that's even a lot, that's a lot of letters. That's all I saw. Um so I won't quite le- quite yet say how I I'm ranking my players yet. But my NFC South rankings is going to play into my player rankings quite a bit. Um you guys start at the top or at the bottom? Top just because I mean it, it's pretty obvious. So it gets so more interesting all, as you go down. We're all locked in on Tampa then, right? We're all locked in on Tampa Bay. Um what's that Seth? Uh unfortunately yes. So who did you guys have at two? Both have the Saints. I assume this is where you go different. I have the Panthers. I have the yep. Aints at three. So, Owen, you made the comment about the clown show. I fully expect that next year in New Orleans. I don't know what it is, but I think next year is going to be oh, – let me start with the Panthers. Seth, you're you're already right, off Baker. I'm not there at all. I think Baker, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson – and McCaffrey are going to be a really good pairing, like really, really good pairing. Now, the question mark there is the offensive line. Um, they've got some guys that are dudes, but not really dudes that are guys. Um, but Baker's a quarterback that I think can he can handle that better than anybody else on that roster, that's for sure, a rookie or Sam Darnold. So I'm expecting big things in Carolina, that's for sure. Um Plus, that defense is super underrated. The Carolina defense is super underrated to where 
I think that Saints defense, Cam Jordan, DeMario Davis, there's some age there. You know what I mean? Like, those guys are a little long in the tooth. Um, Owen, I, I don't know which one of you two made the comment. I think it was Owen. We don't know when Kamara is going to play. I have no idea. I couldn't I couldn't tell you right now if that guy plays a game next year, you know. Um, it, unless he's betting money on his team, I mean, he'll probably only get six games. If he's betting money on his on the games, he's going to get the whole year. But um, we'll see. Um, and then the Falcons are dirt last to me. I mean, they're just – I'm sitting here looking at my top five A and B and just figuring out a way to get one of these fuckers on it. But I'm just coming down to, like, Young Hoku is the only one that belongs on it at this point. Um, hey, like, I wanted to put him on the list. I did. I think I, there's got to be at least one more guy that you can put on this list. Okay, Honorable so, mention, not top five, but I feel like there's one more. Thank you. There's So, without naming names, there's a stud on defense that had a bad, well, underwhelming year last year. And then there's a do-it-all player on offense that's the only person keeping him in games. But how do you put either one of them on this list? It's my problem. But I think the Falcons are a couple years out. I mean, obviously, Mariota is just the bridge guy. I don't think that's the situation in Carolina. So I guess I, as I sit here and look at the NFC South, Tampa is going to have the best quarterback play. That's pretty clear. I expect Baker to put way better performance on the field than Jameis. Now, if Jameis is – I mean – if it falls the way I'm saying, I think Tampa is going to have like a three-game lead on everybody else, if not more. And then I think the Panthers and the Saints are probably going to be two games different. Now, if the Saints, if Jameis takes a big stride next year, they're going to give the, the Bucs a run for their money. They won't take the division, but they'll give them a run. But I just – I too many dominoes have to fall for that to happen. And I'm not – with Sean Payton leaving house, I just – man, rookie head coach – quarterback that throws 30 picks i'm not i'm not in on it so i'm going tampa carolina new orleans atlanta all right i yeah it doesn't surprise me i figured you'd go carolina too i figured you'd go that's fine yeah stooping pretty low there for for bay i mean i like baker but He's. I think he's going to put the the second best product on the field for quarterbacks in this division. I just think and, it might take it. I just think it might take a bit because you know it might actually be a little bit of a battle. Darnold's been practicing with those guys in that offense all offseason. Baker's only been there three weeks. I'm I don't think that matters. Darnold all the way. I don't think that matters, and I am not. I, I mean, I do like Baker, but the thing about Darnold is that guy has been a turnover machine since he was at US, USC. Fumbles, picks, everything. Like he gets erratic with the ball. Baker is a gunslinger. Like he's trying to make a play. Like it's not dumb plays. He's just trying to fit it into windows where it's like it's like Brett Favre esque, where it's like he just trusts himself too much. Darnold to me, it's just like he just gets loose with the ball. Like he's he's very Carson Wentz like, but Carson Wentz has got more talent. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me throw a question out with the with these two, uh, Darnold and Baker. Uh, what is more telling? Uh, at who's starting preseason week one, Baker or Sam? What What's the question here? So, uh, what What's more significant if Baker or Sam is starting week one preseason game? If Baker's starting, it's a lock already. If Sam yeah. If Sam Darnold's starting, it, it's not a lock yet. It's just because he was already there. 
Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. So even if it goes into week three and Sam is still starting preseason games, you still think it's a battle? Hundred percent. I don't think it's I don't think it's a surefire thing until the first game. But if Baker rolls out week one start for the preseason, it's done. All right. With it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I Locked get it. it I get it. All right. Uh, let's jump into our rankings then. That was pretty seamless. We had Bucks all around as it should have been. If somebody else did not pick the Bucks, then uh, I would have praised you and also questioned you at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, top five NFC South players, A and B, of course. I think I have about 20 guys on my list. And I just plugged five in. There was to me, there was three players that were a lock. And I had three other players that I kind of was like floating if they were gonna be in. Did they I all play for the same lock. team, your locks? Uh they don't. Huh. Two of them play for the same team. Okay. Three players are a lock. I, I had three? I three that were like they have to be in this list. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And Seth, then let three... me pause you for a second. Oh, and how many do you have as like a lock? Oh, uh honestly, like probably just the one, just because I have probably like seven guys I could kind of interchange. Really? Okay. Yeah. I honestly think I have five locks that have to be on this list. I no. you know that's where it's like, you know, I there's one guy I'm leaving off where I'm just like, I still kind of want to put him in just because I like him. But yeah, he, but I don't think he's like that far off. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I just answered my question who for my last guy is. Um, I'll go first. All right. Let's hear it, Jim. It's about time you go first. I know it's been a minute. Seth, you said you had 20 names. I have I, roughly, I'm just looking at it. It's, it's, it, it feels like there's 20 people on my list. In two when teams, I was just going through. In two teams, I have 18 names. Now, okay. let me explain now the madness that is what's going on with my list. I have... You know you only need six, right? Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so, this is what I do. I look at the roster. I, I look at the depth chart specifically. And I go, okay, these are the guys that, that win the game. Okay, this X amount of players. Now, when it came to the Aints and the Bucks, I had nine players each. When it came to the Panthers, I had seven players. When it came to the Falcons, I had five players. Okay. Then I go through and I go, are you an A player or are you a B player? That's how I narrow it down. Now, okay. when I look at there's a lot of B players on the Bucks, there's a lot of A players on the Aints. Now, on the Panthers, there's only on my list three B A players. Now one of them, one of them is a special team teamer, Johnny Hecker. Him and Young Oku, they're not making it. That's just it is what it is. The other one's DJ Moore and he's not making my list. He is my one off. Him and him and Mike Evans are my tie for my one off. Neither one of them made it for me. Now, Owen, you're gonna enjoy my list. <laughs> okay. We start I've only got one skill position on my my list. Hmm. And I've only got one quarterback on my list. So wow. uh, that should be that I mean 
Yes. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Coming in at six, I have Vita Vea. Now, I'm just going to start with the playoff game that we played these guys last year for Philly. If Vita Vea isn't on the field, I think we actually win that game. But that guy controlled the line of scrimmage to a point where it's like we were the number one running team and we couldn't run the ball. We couldn't move the ball because that dude is just literally a fucking block in the middle of that defense. And he just wrecks the whole game plan. So Vita Vea to me, I mean, he's playing nose tackle, but the guy, he, he's my Don Terry Poe. That's what he is. He He's Jeremy Shimko's 3-4, Don Terry Poe and Madden. Madden he's guy, an yep. Force. He's, he takes over the whole the whole game plan. Vita Vea, if if healthy, is the one lock on that Tampa defense that actually changes the game for him. Owen, this is where we might differ. All three of those linebackers are B players for me. None of them are A. Shaq, are you talking Shaq Barrett as the third? Yeah, they're all B players for me. Shaq huh. Barrett's a B plus player. Levante is a B player at this point in his career. Devin White. He's, they're good. They're all good players, but it's just the way that defense goes. The only A player on that defense for me is Vita Vea. That's just me, because he's he makes that whole defense go. He turns them into he makes those guys a top fifteen defense into a top five defense just with Vita Vea on the field. So I agree. With, being I agree the most important player, the key cog on that defense, he comes in at my sixth spot, which brings me to one of my two saints on this list. This was possibly going to be my second skill position, but I don't know how many games Kamara is going to play. So I also have two. Ryan Ramchek is my five. Just simply because he's one or two the best right tackle in the game. It's either him or Lane Johnson, right? Ryan Ramchek is going to be what makes that that offense work because they're going to run it. Without having Teron Armstead, like they're going to run everything off Ryan Ramchek's ass next year. It's all going to go through that right side of the line. He is, I, I honestly think, on that offensive line, like if they lost him, the whole offense is going to blow up. Like I, that's just where I'm at with that. Anymore, the right tackle is just as important as the left tackle. I mean, I think my Eagles were probably the first team to really get on that when we drafted Lane. But Ryan Ramchek is a, a real like stick to that of like, hey, you've got to have a you got to have a guy on each side, and I think he is one or two the best right tackle in the game. It's either him or Lane. That's just me. Um, but, yeah, I think he's – because of Jameis is just being a total question mark and because of we don't know if Kamara is going to play next year for, you know, however many games, and who knows what Michael Thomas we're getting, Ramchek's the only Saints offensive player I made the list for me. There's too many question marks there for me. And plus he's he's one or two for that position, which brings me to three which is going to be my second offensive lineman in a row. Another buck. I have Tristan Wirfs. Immediately come in. What do you, what, Owen? He's a right tackle. It's Wirfs is, yeah, Wirfs is right tackle. I know. He's three for me. <laughs> okay. But, wait. So, let me wait. Explain. so, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Let me explain. Go ahead. He's more important because that team's bad. Okay. That's why this list plays out the way it does. Okay. I definitely yeah. think Wirfs is more important to that line for sure. To the Boston, especially with the Ryan Jensen injury, 
He is simply because his quarterback is a statue. I mean, he's not going to move. You got to uh, keep James ain't going to move much either, but yeah. But the only weak spot of that that uh, Bucks offensive line is the center position right now, because you brought in Shaq Mason. Your tackles are both good. I mean, both your guards are good. It's just Jensen being out. But the reason Worfs gets the spot over Ramchek is just simply because he's actually playing for something this year, in my opinion, to where Ramchek's really not. And, like, you guys can both agree with this. You can have Makai Becton, who can be a top-two left tackle in the game, playing on the Jets with no one else for fucking talent there. Or, so that's Ramchek. Or you could be a stay. David Bakhtiari playing on the Packers where you have a really good offensive line next to you or say Lane Johnson with a really good offensive line next to you. And you're actually playing in games that matter. Like worse is going to stick out because his offensive line play is going to look better because the rest of the offensive line play around him is good to where Ram checks. He's going to be that flower in the pile of manure. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just my opinion. Not that the Saints offensive line is that bad. Nice. But you uh, get me. Yeah. So, so far we have Vita Bea, Ryan Ramchek, Tristan Wurfs. Okay. Bang, bang, bang. Now that brings me to my three spot. I have my second Saint. I have Cam Jordan. I knew, I knew it was going to be Cam Jordan. Is probably the best defender in this entire division, right? I don't know who I'd put above him. I want to – Owen. Mr. Owen Benson, my number three – is Cam Jordan because he's simply the best defender in the NFC. Simply South. the best. I, I don't know who I'd put about. Him, right? And he's not, he's kind of, he's kind of been an ageless wonder at the end of his career here. Like he's not really slowing down. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. That's why I had to leave Grady Jarrett off this list is because he, he had a sack last year. Um, but no, Cam Jordan's my three. And that's the that's the end of my run for linemen. This is a good this is a good division run. It's a good division for line play, but it's all really on two teams. Yes. It's on the Bucks and the Aints. Um now coming in at my two spot. Now this could be flipped on me. This is my only Panther on the list. Okay. Christian McCaffrey. So at two. Yes, he is at two. This is okay. So this is where it goes back to my rankings with the Panthers playing two. I'm going off. We're going to get a full year of run CMC. I think the fact that you actually have real quarterback play this year is going to take some of the load off of him to where it's not, you're just fucking abusing this guy 40 touches, 30 touches a game, whatever, you know. I think McCaffrey's actually going to be able to lessen his load. Plus, you got Chuba Hubbard still there. So you can actually give him a little bit of a, a rotation. You got a little chubba wubba. I don't think they love him. I, mm. I think they're kind of out on Hubbard, honestly. So I don't. But he's a body there, right? Now that can actually carry the ball. Like he he can actually help you, right? But McCaffrey is my two, simply because I expect the Panthers to play that well this year, and for them to be in the two spot in the division, McCaffrey's got to have fifteen plus fifteen hundred plus all purpose charts this year, right? And I I expect that. McCaffrey when healthy is the best running back in the NFL. I don't I don't know like if that's really a question. To me, it's not like Derrick Henry is just an unbelievable force. Like he's literally like tackling a fucking horse out of the backfield. But McCaffrey can do it all. Like McCaffrey is like he's like a now this is maybe going a little far. 
he's like a modern day Walter Payton in the fact that he can do literally everything out of the backfield for you. He's just constantly got these, you know, soft tissue injuries, you know. But how much of that is the fact that the Panthers suck ass? I don't know, right? So give me McCaffrey at my two spot. And this goes back to, with all my lists, I'm going off the importance of that player for their team this season. And McCaffrey's the most important player other than Tom Brady this year. If you don't have Tom in, in Tampa, they're not doing anything. You don't get Julio. Godwin's probably gone. Jensen doesn't resign. Shaq Mason's not there. If Tom doesn't come back, the Buccaneers are probably peddling for the second spot, and the Aints are probably running away with it if the Panthers don't have a great year. So I just – Tom's too important. So to me, Tom Brady's what locks Tampa in at the one spot and keeps them in a Super Bowl contention. Like, they will be – it's kind of a two-horse race in the NFC right now with uh, Tampa and the Rams, like locked-in race, I think, with like roster quarterback play. Just, just two teams, though. Who's the third, Seth? Uh, it doesn't matter. There's only two, Jeremy. Who's the third, Seth? Who's the third, Owen? Two teams to what? What did you say? Locked in. Two teams like... that are locked in for the NFC Championship game, pretty much. Time out, time out, time out. I'm talking quarterback play, coach, and roster. Those two teams are I A's. can think all of at least three A's. teams that have all three of those. Who's the third? Rams. Rams. Bucks. Packers. Packers aren't there for me. No. They have. Who's who's Rodgers? Who's Rodgers leading receiver next year? You didn't say leading receiver. That wasn't one of your criteria. Who's Rodgers leading receiver next year? Are you worried? Are you really worried about Rodgers having a good year? Who's Rodgers leading receiver next year? Are you worried? I'm not, I'm not talking about Rodgers. Who's his leading receivers next year? Alan Lazard. But are you worried about Rodgers? So anyways. No, his leading receiver is probably Aaron Jones, to be honest. So anyways, in, in NFC South News, this the Rodgers, this is, this is what I'll say. Until proven differently by a receiver going off, y'all are y'all are stepped down from those two. That's what just about this. what about okay? What you start uh, receiver this. room? You absolutely, this, so. receiver room. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's no question there. But if you're the, the rest you, of that roster, look, you, you knew better the rest than of that roster. The oh rest of that roster, I just come on. We're yeah, we're Owen like Owen just said. We're not going to start this. Continue with your list. Let's stick. We don't mean, start it because I'm right. Jordy was a no name. Devontae was a no name. You know, Greg Jennings was a no name. Romeo Dubs is currently a no name. Dobbs. Sorry, anyways, my apologies. Romeo anyways, Dobbs better be. Hey, Julio, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. I don't argue with that, not in comparison. But and then I mean, you want to just tell me what the Rams got? You're talking about the MVP of the league back to back, who is now all of a sudden not locked in as a you know time Super Bowl contending quarterback. Time out. You guys got an A coach and an A plus quarterback, but you don't have the same type of roster as those guys. I would say definitely they do. Yes, they do. I don't think so because I just think the Bucks are deeper, and I think the the star power talent on the Rams is better than both of them. Yeah, I don't agree. But go ahead. You guys are for sure the third roster in the NFC. The NFC for sure. Top three roster, sure. Yeah. But... Yeah, but I think the two separate themselves. No, you guys would be my next next one off the top of my head. 
That's that's nice of you. But you're not. It's not on the same. It's not on the same page, guys. You're speaking to an owner of the Packers here, to his face. I don't give a shit. He built this team. No, he didn't. <laughs> on rock and roll. I might. Seth add. may have built this podcast, but he had nothing to do with building the Packers. But anyways, so in order, Tom is the top player in the NFC South. Seth, if you don't have him, one, you're you're smoking crack. Two. For me, it's Christian McCaffrey just by the layout of how I think the South would play out. If the Panthers are the second-best team, it's because McCaffrey has a great year. Three, Cam Jordan, best defender in the South. That's pretty goddamn clear. Then I go Tristan Wirfs over Ryan Ramchek's for what I said before. He's just actually really playing for something this year where I don't think Ramchek really is. And then Vita Vea because I just think Vita Vea is the most important defender for his defense. Like, he changes those guys the most. Now – just as far as, like, I just want to give you guys my honorable mentions real quick. I had Kamara. So my first two guys off was DJ Moore and Mike Evans. I really wanted to put them on, but I just. say I think I think our lists are going to vary. Save your honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm going to say that, Seth, because my list is definitely different. So I don't know how close yours is to his. Uh, it's, it's close. Uh, really? Well, we have two people that are different. I was going to say, I can't imagine either one of you is going to roll out with either, even three line players. Let, let me, Owen, let me go next. Oh, you can, you can top it off. Got it. Um. All right. Uh, I'll run through mine fairly quickly because Jeremy likes to take forever. Five uh, <laughs> B, five uh, B. I agree, Jeremy. Um, I have this tackle over the other. I have Tristan Wirth at five B. Uh, I simply like Wirth's better. Uh, I would take him right now over Ramchek, uh, just for the next like five years. Even we're we're talking next year solely right now kind of thing. But I would also take him. I know Ramchek's a Wisconsin boy and all that stuff, and and I love him. But uh, what worse was last year for that team? I would just he's got to be here for me. Um, so yeah, I have Worfs there. Why not put him at left tackle too? Why not? Why not? I don't get it. Um. He'd probably be one of the best left tackles in the game, too. 5A. We have another buck. Tom Brady. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Vita Vea. I have Vita Vea's here, here as well. I really thought I kind of would stick out with this one a little bit just because he's not a stat stuffer. Uh, but we all we all like a good big defensive lineman. Um so, yeah, Vita Vea here, just like everything Jeremy said, the guy just changes games. He is that A player for the defense. You said that perfectly. There, this defense would not be as good as it is without him on the field, 100% for sure. Seth, I just want to make one comment. When I wrote Vita Vea down, I was like, I'm going to be real surprised if all three of us don't have him. Oh, you thought? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's the one guy on here. Him – Cam Jordan and Tom are the three. I'm like, all three of us are going to have these guys. Yes. And I'm sure we will. Um, Owen, might, Owen might drop the ball on me just by the look on his face. Owen's going to be the one that drops the ball. <laughs> There's no, uh, well, okay. Um, yeah. All right. So speaking of one of those three, Cam Jordan is my four here. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, what he's been doing for 10 plus years, is just insane. He's the, he was still one of the sack leaders last year. Like you said, he's probably the best defender in the South right now, the NFC South, uh, which is impressive at his age. 
So until he doesn't do it, he's got to be on this list. But he could easily be off this list next year if he falls. Uh, three, this is where we change it up a little bit, Jeremy. My top three, a little bit different. I got all offense, my top three. Um, I got Alvin Kamara. Ooh, Alvin Kamara okay. on my list. Not the one I thought you were going to go with, but yeah. Um, not worried about suspension, suspension at all. No, I, I, I take, I'm taking that out uh, because, you, you know, it, it's not – how many games is it? There, I don't think it's actually came out yet, but they're they haven't done it yet. More. Well, I don't think it's going to be that many. I think it's going to be less than Watson, which is probably be eight. Um, I, I, I'm guessing it'd probably be four. That's probably that's my guess. So I, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on the team, at least for his season. So I have Kamara here. It's solely what he does for that offense, especially last year. And what he will do for this offense. He is the talk about Vita Vea for that Bucks defense. I think Kamara is gonna be that player and has been that player for that Saints offense. He he does it all. We talk about these running backs who do it all. You talk about McCaffrey who does it all. He does that uh because it's it just I mean, he's been doing it this whole career and he will continue to do it. Um he'll continue to be the focal point of that offense. So that's why I have to have him on this list. His numbers aren't gaudy, um, but he just it's just because he does a little bit of everything for that team. And what he did at the Packers, I think that was, what, two years ago? I'll just never forget that, Ron. Um, number two, we're different here, too. I have back-to-back Buck players. I'm surprised you left him off your list, Jeremy. I really, really am. Um, And he's that high on my list. I have Mike Evans at number two. Simply because he's like Cameron Jordan. He, he's Mr. Consistent. He's what? The only player ever in history to have 10, 1,000 yard seasons or something like that in a row. Uh, it's just, it's crazy what he's doing. And he, he's never really talked about in that upper, like, you know, two to three best receivers in the game, but he really should be talked about up there. Um, just because what he does on a year to year basis. And he'll do it again next year, I'm sure. Number one, just to round it out, Tom freaking Brady, of course. Like Jeremy said, Bucks wouldn't be the Bucks without Tom Brady. Uh, so real quick, I have Wirfs, Vita Vea, Cameron Jordan, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, Tom Brady. Owen, you're up. Sounds good. Give me a second here. Real quick while Owen's rolling. Seth, the reason I didn't do Evans is just simply because I think Julio, Gage, and uh, Godwin really eat into that next year. He'll get a thousand, and I mean he'll extend his streak, which is the longest ever. I think it's eight right now. He's at eight. Yeah, all yeah. eight years of his career, he's been a thousand yards, which is fantastic, right? Like that's just nuts. But um. I think that'll get eaten into a little bit. I just, with the amount of weapons on that offense next year, I just, he's not going to have the impact that these other guys will. Yes, the uh, the variance is going to continue. Uh, interesting lists, and I don't disagree with any thoughts, although I'm probably going to get some hate, but it's not going to be deserved. Uh, first off the list, Cam Jordan is my seven, player number seven. 
great player. He's a great player, uh, but he's not on my list. Uh, he's old. He's still dominant. He's the first off. He's the first off the list. Uh, he's number seven. Uh, yeah, like I said, great player. He's still dominant. But I have two defensive players. Let me check something really quick. Yeah, I'm covering Owen, I think your two defensive players that you're about to name are possibly two of my honorable mentions. I don't know if you have this one because he hasn't been mentioned yet. I'm talking about second-team all-pro cornerback A.J. Terrell of the Atlanta Falcons. He's written down in my honorable mentions. (laughs) He was the one Falcon other than Grady Jarrett and Cordell Patterson where I was trying to figure out a way to put on. But for me, he's a year tail. That's fair. He's only – I think he's only 23. He's been in the league two years. Uh, but let me give you some stats here. According to NFL's next gen stats, he is the top cover corner in the league, in the league. Atlanta's defense last in the league in sacks last year. Keep that in mind when you hear the rest of these stats, when he's running, he's having to cover these guys at least two seconds per play longer than pretty much anyone else in the league. Uh, league best marks in completion percentage allowed, yards allowed per target, uh, and what is this one? Uh, coverage success rate. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm just jumping back into this. Give me a r- quick recap of your list here. I feel like I missed something. I only said that Cam Jordan is not on my list. He is That's number seven. ridiculous, but okay. He is the first off the list because I have two defenders above him. He's a great player. I'm telling you. I I'd say this this list is there's like you guys so, mentioned. There's, but, well, there's by, a lot of B players. So by by that remark, by by going off of that, Tom Brady's old too, so he should be left off the list. But Tom Brady was second in MVP last year, so you know what I'm saying. And Cam Jordan oh, wasn't even an All Pro. I'm not saying that's like a huge huge deal, but that's seventh best player in the division. That's not bad. That's not a bad player. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and can I ask something real quick? You can you can ask something. Before you guys just didn't let me rip through my honorable mentions, okay? AJ Terrell was my my one Falcon off top one. Is your other guy not been named? My other guy's been named. Okay. So my yeah. my other honorable mention that's right after him has not been named. It's Brian Burns. Those two I really wanted to put on the list. But well, I just yeah. I just I... couldn't fit him in. If you would have put Burns in, I would have been so far off. Like, I have a lot of other players over Brian Burns. Not that he's – again, not that he's a bad player at all. I just think there's there's a lot to be recognized here. And I just wanted A.J. Yeah. Terrell to get his love. The second pro all-cornerback, top five corner in the league at 23 years old. So you have A.J. Terrell be... at 5A? Yeah, 5B. I do. Oh, at 5B. Oh, I do. so yeah. he's your first guy on the list. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I can wow. get with it, though. I can Wild. get with it. Like I appreciate that. Um, okay. I just I like I said, Owen. I thought it was too early for him because what second year pro? Twenty. Yeah, like I said, twenty three is coming into his third year. But I mean, when you're boasting those stats against the worst pass rush def- defense in the league, like, and you're having to cover that. Um. Anyway, moving on. I got Ripping one more through. question for you. I got one more okay. question about Israel. Yep. So you're saying the worst pass rush, right? Yep. Um, how much of this is like a Namdi Asimo effect where it's like you only have one good coverage guy, just avoid him. 
I mean, I'm I'm sure. Look, that's part of it, but he's still covering your best player every week. So right. The thing is, is like you're if you're doing your job so well that that guy isn't getting well, he is getting targeted, and on those targets, he's not getting shit. I guess that would be the main point. I that was close, close my window here. We're getting a lot. I see it in Seth's background too. It's it's starting to rip through a storm here. I was gonna say it minus is. two. Oh, and that was my one other than the age and just seeing enough of it. That was my other thing with Terrell. And I get it, that. Um, I mean, Namdi's on the mind lately because he's came up on so many different podcasts. Lately. You're so you're so burned by the name Namdi. Uh, I love Namdi. No, no, no. I love. <laughs> I was so I actually I just came I stumbled upon a, a Facebook memory the other day about him getting signed to the Eagles. I love Namdi, but he's on the mind lately because his Asante Samuel, LaShawn, Deshaun stories have came out about him lately, and it's AJ Terrell could be that again. So but continue. Fair enough. Um yeah, let me roll, keep rolling. AJ Terrell needed his mention. I, I knew I needed to get him on this list, and I didn't think it was too much of a stretch. Uh, obviously, you guys wanted Cam Jordan there, and that's perfectly fine. Totally hey, fine. Owen, is he the best corner in this division? Yeah. You're saying Marshawn Lattimore is better? 100%. I yeah. Nah. I, he's too inconsistent. Like, he's good against Mike Evans. He's the best cornerback of all time against Mike Evans, but outside of that. Yeah. I would actually, Owen, I would actually say – there might be a cornerback in uh, Tampa that's on par with him, but I'm, I'm maybe on par. But he's definitely not. No, AJ Terrell's the best cornerback for sure. We'll, I mean, he's, we'll, he's all he's all Atlanta's got. But we talked about Grady Jarrett too. But he's he almost relatively had a down year for what he's had. But AJ Terrell thrived in in and he's still covering for like five seconds per play, which is like an insane rate per Seth. What I'll say is I think Terrell's one of those guys where it's like you can really take it one way or another because of the defense that he plays on in the team. It's just so lackluster of talent. But uh, rather than continue to interrupt, I want him to just shut up. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I so know, the rest of this two players into this list. Well, those were the two contentious ones, the one that I left out and the one I brought in. But the rest of it, I think, is going to be pretty on par. Number five is Tristan Wirfs. He's the best right tackle in the game. Uh, Lane Johnson's obviously great, and he's one in all timer. But right now, Tristan Wirfs, another guy who's only two years into his he's career. He's too old, Jeremy. <clears throat> uh, another guy who's only two years into his career for a guy that's a statue. You guys mentioned, um, and he's and he's played he's played as well as you can. You know, Sands, uh, Trent Williams. So uh, that I've, I've been high on Tristan Wirfs the entire time. I think he was like the fourth right tackle or the fourth offensive tackle taken in the twenty twenty draft. And still has ripped through them all. He's in, he's he's incredible. He's a he's a stopper. Um, number five A for me. Next on the list, give me Mike Evans. Mike Evans, eight straight thousand yards. His touchdowns they're great. And then Jameis, I think it was his last, I don't know. It was early on. It was with Jameis, but they still had a connection every other year. He got 12 touchdowns and then Brady came in and he's had 13, 14 touchdowns per year. I mean, that that's not going to change. I, I just don't see that changing. He's because he had Gronk on the roster the past couple of years. Uh, Gronk was still getting his touchdowns. I'd say those probably get split between Julio, Kyle Rudolph, whatever. Um, and you're still going to see that high production out of Evans. That's just my take. 
They're, they're going to throw the ball. They just throw the ball way too much for him not to. Volume <laughs> is going to be there. So, yeah. I would, I would say. Seth, where'd you have Brady? You have him at two? I wish. Oh, you had him at one. You had, I, who'd, who'd you have at two? I had Evans at two. Kamara at three. Yeah, Evans at two. That's right. Kamara at three. I think you have that right. Okay. Uh, next on the list, give me Christian McCaffrey. Just drives the offense. You know, if he's healthy and he's there, he's he's so, going to be – go. I was going to say, I guess I'll defend my thing there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is my top honorable mention. I left him off simply because he has not been healthy for the last the injuries. two years. Yeah, and and fair. I would I say he's got to prove it to be put back on this list. Yeah, that makes he sense. He absolutely no. probably could be number one by next year, uh, probably because Brady retired. But he's is probably one of the most talented players in the league. But he's just got to stay healthy for me. And then it's almost like his style of play or just how good he is in his role. Like if you put him on a good team like the Chiefs or uh, I don't know even the Bucks, like he'd be great. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't have those stats, and he wouldn't be driving the offense. Like it just, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think of him as a top five player in the division that way, even though his skill set still might uh, lend itself to. It just really shows through in a really bad team. Um, so I have him at number three. Number two, it's Vita Vea because I think Vita Vea is honestly the you know sans Aaron Donald. He is the most dominant f the play up kind of guy. Uh, in the league when he's there, that's another guy that's not been healthy his whole career. Um, but you know, just every single game, especially in the playoffs, like that's all you hear about is like, what are we going to do to stop Vita Vea? Like that's what coaches talk about when they're interviewed. Uh, you know, that's the first guy they mention on that defense. I think he's not, he's not, obviously he's not Aaron Donald, they're different players, but it's just, for how freaking huge he is, like he's Don Terry Poe on steroids, and he's faster. Like he's just he's just the the perfect uh, guy to play at that middle of that defense. So, and then number one's Tom Brady, second runner up MVP of the last year. I don't know if he'll. I just don't expect numbers to change. Um, and if they do, he's definitely retiring. But they haven't, so why not keep playing? But you know, and he's got like. I, I keep talking about it, but it's like it's just absolutely loaded for weapons, and it's what people are going to bang on Rodgers for probably in the all-time discussions. Is just you know, it, it almost seems like people don't want to play with them; they want to play with Brady, and that's it, at least on paper it shows itself through. Like Brady gets what he wants, especially after leaving uh, the Death Star. So that list, number one. Brady, two Vita Vea, three Christian McCaffrey, four Mike Evans, five Tristan Wirfs, five B AJ Terrell. Oh, and I got two things to say, not specifically about your list, but about things that you said about players on your list. So, a the only thing I'd say about Vita Vea, where I had him lower, is he's a nose tackle. You know what sure. I mean? So it's like. He doesn't truly have a role sometimes on third down or late in the game, but you're not wrong. He probably, when it, when you just look at tackles, defensive tackles on the head, he probably is the second most important one in the league right now. You know? I'd say, what, like, definitely more than your average, like, great pass rusher, like, outside of, like, maybe Miles Garrett. It's like, that. that's, you know, he gets game-planned against 
where D tackles don't get game planned against. He's a total fuck the play up guy, like complete fuck the whole offensive play scheme up guy. Yeah. Secondly, you said worse was the best right tackle in the game. You're wrong. This is why you're wrong. Okay. So now I'm going to defend my boy real quick. I mean, I'm not, I didn't attack him. He's second. He's second team. Probably second, second best right tackle in the game. I'm just defensive about Lane Johnson because he's the best right tackle in the game. <laughs> Lane Johnson might be the best tackle in the game. Let me tell you why. I don't give so worse. I I I respect offensive line play more than cornerback play. That's just me. Um, that's the fan of me. Worse made the list only being a second year pro. Terrell did not for me. Real quick, I'm going to name my honorable mentions. It went DJ Moore, Mike Evans, either one, because I think DJ Moore is going to kind of – he's going to – he's three or four straight 1,000-yard years with way worse quarterback play so far. So it's like I think he could have that trend of like a Mike Evans. And then my other two guys was Brian Burns and uh, A.J. Terrell. I do have Grady, Grady Jarrett written down there, but I just – I don't know if he's falling off cliff. Who knows? Now, back to my Lane Johnson thing. Tristan Wirfs. Last year, to me, is probably the second best offensive offensive tackle on the right right side. But Ramchek's just been doing it longer. Ramchek allowed three sacks last year. Tristan Wirfs allowed two sacks last year. Lane Johnson, did you guys want to guess how many sacks he allowed last year? Was he the only one that had none? I think the only fucking player in the league to not allow a sack last year. So. I will rest my argument that Lane Johnson is not only the best right tackle in the league, but possibly the best tackle in the league. Hey, that's why that's what happens when you have a running back for quarterback. You know, they, he'll that's get to slip out of slip out. But anyways, <laughs> I, just had, I just had to get that one off my chest because uh, Lane's one of those guys. He's he's an eagle to the core, man. I it's my boy right there. So I just had to get that one out there. Fair enough. Yeah, and he, it's, you know, I haven't stated that I'm not going to have him on my list for the NFC East, certainly, but. The NFC East, I mean, when we get to that, it's it's literally eagle, 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 yep. eagle. Cowboy, eagle. eagle. Yep. Excuse you, Owen? I said one cowboy. If y'all drop the ball on me, East You'd week, rather have a commie on there than a cowboy. <laughs> that's going to be an interesting one. Like, that's actually going to be a very interesting one. It will be. That's for sure. All right. Owen, oh, do you have a, a total? Do you have a singular list accumulation or no? Yeah, let's uh, let's go through it. Obviously, Tom Brady's one. He was number one for all of us. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to do quick. Cal- According I to my calculations. Our, all three of our lists were a little a little off. Other yeah, than Brady. I mean, so more, more so probably than other other lists. Right. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, Cameron um, Jordan is going to be on there somewhere. Vita Vea huh. is going to be on there somewhere. It's just kind of where, okay. Who else? <clears throat> I guess. Excuse me. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, our A and B are at number three. We got Vita Vea, three A. Mike Evans, three B. Um, uh, at number five, we got Cam Jordan, and number six, we have Tristan Wirfs. Uh, rounding out the list, it goes Kamara, Ramchick, AJ Terrell. So it went Tom, CMC, Evans, Vita, or Via, and then Evans. So a and Vita B. A and B. It doesn't matter. 
Um, Cam Jordan, Tristan Wirfs, Kamara, Ramsey, So this is the real list. Tom one, CMC two, Vita three, Evans four, Cam Jordan five, and Wirfs six. That's the real list right there. That's the that podcast is. rankings. That's the go along on first official NFC South rankings. I can That's get right. with that list. Big yeah, time. good list. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what they say, three minds think alike. So but we didn't. We didn't at all. It's just as a as a comp the, that was good, like the the variance. It was combined it all, and you kind of got like a good honest opinion out of it, you know. I think of all of the ones we've done so far, we did the AFC South though, right? We did that last week. The NFC South and the AFC South are the two where it's like next year could be totally different. Yeah. Nope. They both are very like Tom a lot of olds. Yeah. Right. Tom might retire. Cam Jordan might retire. Christian McCaffrey, who knows, might be on a different team. Uh, you know, it's like these could be very, very different next year. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and probably will be, I'm sure. All right. Trivia? Are you boys ready for a little trivia? I got it. one I want I got one question. Okay. Did y'all want to debate that three roster thing real fast? Or because I, I did a a tiny bit of research real quick. What's what is the it? three roster thing again? Rams, Bucks, and then the Packers are three. Oh. No. I debated. <clears throat> so it's... okay, I'll I'll just throw two things out real quick. Oh, okay. One sided debate, huh? No, no, no. I just I because the offensive line was kind of what got me onto it right away. I was looking at the best offensive lines in the NFL. And actually, so one through four rated going into next year, fully healthy, obviously. They got my Eagles one, which makes sense, honestly. Cleveland two makes a lot of sense. They got Detroit three. Then they got Tampa four. Fully healthy. So does that count Ryan Jensen as fully healthy? It does count Ryan Jensen as fully healthy. Now, yeah, it does. Um, You guys are at five with Dallas right behind you. Now, in the explanation of you guys is basically that it is massive for the Packers to have guys develop. If you guys don't, that's my problem with you guys. Like, now here's the deal. If there's a team that I'm going to bet on to develop players, it's probably Green Bay. You know what I mean? You guys are one of the teams to do that. Now, as far as developing offensive linemen, I'd go my Eagles because of Howard Mudd because he's the best offensive line coach in the league. But what I'll say is if you guys don't have these guys develop, you're fucked. I think that's my that's my thing. Hey. There's just more surefire guys in those other two rosters. That's my point. Adam Stenovich, as long as Adam Stenovich is around, I'm not worried. You but, know, that's but I mean over the Rams, like I mean, I'm sure the Rams are have a fine off average offensive line, but I mean the, actually it's kind of big that they don't have Whitworth, obviously. The Rams offensive line, the thing about it is it's there's not really question marks on it other than uh note boom coming in for him. Yeah, Josh Joshua Noteboom, right? Yep. It's David Edwards, Brian Allen, Logan Bruce, and then Rob Havenstein, and they all started last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, Packers probably won't be fully healthy until mid, you know, just before midseason. Uh and then their rookies will probably whoever they decide to start on will probably be established by then. The so worst that's what I'd be looking at. The worst two offensive lines. Are the Seahawks and the and the Bron- the Bears? Um, one other thing I want to say, to yeah. what you said there, Seth, 
it would be an interesting list for us to try to come up with like a a top five assistants in the NFL. That would be that would be because they that would be hard, and that would absolutely change every year just because they move around so much. Well, and so that's one thing where I would just straight up hang my head on Howard Mudd because without Howard Mudd, Jordan Malata is still playing rugby. And I mean, Jason Kelsey isn't the best center in the NFL. I mean, without Howard Mudd, there's a lot of dudes. Evan Mathis was dog shit before he came to us. Like, I, I truly think that guy might go down as like maybe the best of all time. He's that good. Like, he's truly that good. And that's not even me just being a biased Eagles fan. Like, that guy's got some some serious rep out there. We're going to start talking uh, Coach Rich Bisaccia, Richie Paisan. Oh. No, that be, be, I don't know how, I don't know, you know, I just, I wouldn't be, I had no Packers assistance. I wouldn't, until the end of the year, you know, it's hard to really say for assistance during the year, you know. It is, yeah. And so, Seth, how you said that they bounce around so much, Howard Mudd, if I remember right, and I might be remembering this wrong, he for sure was with Chip Doug and now Sirianni. I think he might even been with Andy Reid. Because he's that uh, good. Literally, um, now, he, like, I, I don't know how long he was there, but just long story short, like, all-timer. But I think he goes back to Andy Reid. Hmm. That's anyways. impressive. That's impressive. All right. A little trivia. Little trivia. Okay, I got two questions, possibly a third, depending on time. Let's see if, let's see if we're feeling it. Uh, first question. I'm going to need five names from you guys. These are I, I love these list questions. They're always fun. I'm going to need five names. Since the beginning of 2020, so pretty much the 2020 season, 2021. I guess, yeah, those two seasons. Since 2020... There have been five players with at least 3,000 yards from scrimmage. Can you tell me those five players? Five players. Five players since 2020 with at least 3,000 yards from scrimmage. 3,000 yards from scrimmage. That's a key piece to this. I'd like all five, please. So that'd be like. We're talking backs and receivers, pretty much, right? I got that right. Uh, I, I, it, it's just five players with. I'm not. Yeah, so, I mean, so in the last two years, they've got three thousand yards from scrimmage, at least. Yep. Yeah. And we'll start with Owen. Let's let's start with Owen because he was gone last week and he he survived, so it's a celebration. Yikes. Um. Okay. Uh. So. Shit. <laughs> you feel like the you feel like the obvious would be Derrick Henry, but I don't remember when he got hurt relative. So that might be tough. Scrimmage yards. Yeah. So I'll 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 combine yards. That's receiving, running, punt returns, kick return yards. I all of it. Not saying Derrick Henry's returning punts or kicks, but you know, 
Certainly isn't. Certainly isn't. And he's not really catching much either. Uh, no, not, not much. Not a little bit. Substance. A couple screens, I'm sure. Um, shit. I don't know. Um, start. You feel good about this, Jeremy? Kinda. I got a three. I got three names written down already. I have a couple in mind, but I just don't. I, you know, uh, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a stat. I kind of. Give me an answer. Come on now. I'm gonna go to Jeremy. Let's just go. I don't know. Let's just go Cooper Cup then. Cooper Cup. All right. Incorrect. Good start, Owen. All right. Fair enough. So real quick, I got to start off this by correcting myself. I was saying Howard Mudd. I met Jeff Stoutland. <laughs> Howard Mudd was Jeff Stoutland right before Jeff Stoutland. Stoutland was the oh. one there, the guys that I was naming. Howard, Howard Mudd, Mudd certainly sounds like a, a coach from the 70s and 80s. He really, he so he really was a coach for the Eagles, kind of had the same stuff, but he's he's dead now. RIP, but no, Stoutland's the guy there now. I had to double check myself and look like, like fucking mud. But, anyways, um, so 2020, 3,000 yards in that amount of time. Correct. So, Derek Henry's definitely on the list. Is that your first choice? Yeah. I mean, he had a 2,000 yard year in there, didn't he? Correct. All right. Yep. Derek Henry was number three at 3232. I just didn't know number? if he eclipsed it with the injury, but he was close, I guess. I don't know. He was at what, like 900 yards last year? Yeah. Just rushing. Must have been. So he's number three. Four names left. Owen, back to you. Um, Honestly, the first, uh, you know, aside from Henry's, the question marks with Henry, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara just eclipsed the list at number five. With 3,025. Number five on the list. All right. Three players left. Back to you, Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to go with Eckler. Austin, Austin Eckler. Eckler. Good choice. Good choice, but incorrect. Just short. Was he real close to the list? He was close. I can't remember exactly where his name was. I didn't write it down. I just wrote these five, but I know he's close. Yeah. Shit. Back to you, Owen. You take he was one I was like, Owen Eckler was one I was pretty sure. <laughs> I don't, just don't think he had enough rushing yards. But he's punt guy too, so yeah. Close. <sighs> 3,000 yards. 3,000 scrimmage yards. I really thought this would have been easier for you guys. I, it's you know maybe I'm just wake shaking the rust off. You know. All right. Yeah. Well, well. Okay. Yep. This is training camp question. That's true. He's taking a dab at us, and we've got what two guesses each. I mean, damn. Yeah. Right. We got one guess each. We got one right. We're fifty-fifty right now, and he's taking you, shots. You at are. Him. I just. I, I just. This would have been easier, idiots. But whatever. <laughs> All right, Owen. Come on now. Spit out a name. Uh, it's the injury part that gets me because I know a lot of guys that could McCaffrey's, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously the big one there where he definitely would have had it. I'm almost wanting to say Nick Chubb, but I feel like he was injured for a bit, but I, you know, let's just throw it out there. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, incorrect. Okay. Seth, I am going to go with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. 
Incorrect. If he was returning kicks, he probably would have got it. Yeah, I'm I sure. I feel like he's got to be close anyways, though. He was. He was. If I remember right again. Like I said, I, I, I can't remember the exact number where these guys are than these five because these are the five I wrote down. But I... I'll give you a hint, just one quick hint. Um, no hints yet. Don't give us any hints yet. All right, no hint. Okay. Because uh, I feel like there's still a couple obvious names for guesses, right? Yeah, but I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you this one. I'm just going to give you this one. Just It's kind of a lead off of Jeremy's question. It's, it's, it's not really a hint. It kind of is, but there is one receiver on this list. Okay. It was not Tyreek Hill, though. That's surprising. Yeah, then I I mean, I had, I had a couple receivers alongside running backs, so I guess I'll just say it. I just give me Devontae. Devontae Adams, not the receiver we're looking for. I Then I think I know it. Uh, go ahead, Jeremy. Um, Cordero Patterson on this? Is that your guess? Yes. Incorrect. Give me Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, incorrect. How? Feel like last year would have did that. I I know when I saw the list, I figured he was the receiver, but he's not the receiver. Owen actually guessed Devonte Adams, right? He did. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure I got my shit right here. Um, so we got Kamara and Henry. Kamara and Henry, yeah, three and five. Shut up, Owen, Seth. Owen, did you <laughs> I, I, here I'll throw out this one too. Um, I don't know if it'll help you guys much. Uh, the the top player is three hundred plus yards away from the second player, so he's way up and above. I don't know if that'll help you, uh, but there's quite a gap between one and two. That tells me that I should be putting a lot more thought into this. Right, I, uh, right. I'm just gonna take my next stab because it's right here. Travis Kelsey on this? No. Travis Kelsey's not on this list. He just, just laughed gotta, in your face. I just got to pause this. I could have swore one of those Kansas City two had like two 1,500-yard years right in a row. Yeah, they they didn't make the list. Damn. Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, okay, here's one other question. Hint. Real yeah. quick. Owen, did you guess, did you guess CMC? No, uh, he threw his name out, but because of the injuries. Here, here's your positional hint. I said there's one receiver. The other four running backs, and you name two of them. So you have two running backs and a receiver left. Okay. If that helps. I just didn't want, you know, you guys to keep throwing out, like, tight ends per se, like Kelsey yeah, or, yeah. you know, Kittle. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, now I'm kind of – I'm kind of – this isn't uh, – it definitely isn't easy, I guess. You thought this was going to be easy. I, I just thought there was – looking at – I suppose I am looking at the list and I'm like, well, yeah, that's – I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all that, you know, they're on this list. But I guess, um, you know, hindsight kind of deal. Number one does surprise me. I will say that the over, top overall person does surprise me a little bit. I'm I'm trying to move the gears here, Jeremy. Let's push something forward. Let's get another one on the board here. But you know, I got a homer pick. But 
and then another pick that isn't Homer, but it's I'm almost less confident. So I'll just go. I'm. I guess I'll just say Aaron Jones. He's got to be on this. That was my next guess. Aaron Jones is a good choice, but he's not. Damn. Ah. Even with the receiving too. Damn. He's not. He's just short too. Okay, I gotta just stab this one up there. I can't remember. Last year was rough for him, but I don't remember the year before. Ezekiel Elliott. Incorrect. He okay. hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. I couldn't remember for sure, but I just yeah, I, I it definitely crossed my mind. All right, I'm. I'll give you. I'll give Owen. Owen started off. I can give you one hit now. That's kind of a bigger hint. Uh, or I can save it. Do save it. Save it. Oh. Oh. Do it. Do, Do it. it. It's totally a really it. probably honestly benefit both of you. Um. Two players are from the same team. Really? Yep. Two players from the same team. Number two and number four. I had I I had I had one team come to mind right away. But the reason why I said it benefits both of you because if one of you gets it, the other yeah, one exactly. should obviously get it as well. Can I just go can I just go Justin Jefferson and see what happens? That is correct. Justin there Jefferson you is your receiver. Dalvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Dalvin Cook is number two. Interesting. Thirty three hundred yards. Justin Jefferson just above Alvin Kamara at three zero three two. So you're looking at now number one. Who is the top dog? Pretty much. God damn. I'll give you his number just for reference. So Delvin Cook was at 3301. <laughs> number one is at 3639. So 300 yards more, 300 and change above Delvin Cook. Son of a bitch, huh? I suppose you call him that, yeah. I, mm, I, I have a hint, but it's kind of a big one. I don't want to I, give it away yet. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know if you should. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't. I got. I got two, but both of them would kind of. He's a running back, of course. So that should be obvious now with Jefferson gone. Uh, let's see. What else? What else can I give you that doesn't just flat out give it away? Yeah, I don't know. Come on, boys. You got anything for me? Yeah, Dalvin Cook, two. Derrick Henry, three. Justin Jefferson, four. Alvin Kamara, five. Owen, oh, are you guessing right now? It is my guess, but. What do I guess? I mean, running backs on. Yeah, running backs. I understand. I realize this. <laughs> I realize this, Seth. Um, I'm stuck. So tell you, here's where okay. I'm stuck. Like, I'm stuck on the only like dominant season. Obviously, I can think of his last year for Jonathan Taylor, but his rookie year just wasn't wasn't enough to eclipse three thousand. I don't think so. That's where I'm. But that's where I'm stuck. Um, so someone who had two like eighteen hundred plus years, pretty much, because I don't think unless the two there's a twenty twenty. Mind season. you, Owen, Owen, I just 
Just want to remind you, this is scrimmage yards. I feel like you're just. I feel like you're only thinking about the rushing. Understood, but it. He, I mean, maybe that doesn't help you. I don't know, but I just not I, this. There's like one other name, and I'm I'm gonna have to say it. But I just it doesn't stick out in my head that he would have had that much receiving yards to make it up. But there's obviously someone, so uh, I'll just go ahead and say Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, ooh, good pick, good pick, but not correct. All right, but he, I mean, he is a factor, but he is. No, that's a good pick. Had him on my fantasy team last year. Liked him a lot. Sure. Damn. Joe Mixon was hurt in 2020. I'm just looking him up so that don't know if you probably remember that or not. He was hurt in 2020. Oh, so, okay. That would make sense then. Yeah, he was pretty short. All right, Jeremy. Uh I'll give you I'll give you one guess and I'll give you a hint. Okay, so I got a name, but like if I'm right, Owen, you'll never live it down. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Well then say it because then that makes sense. Is it fucking David Montgomery? Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that that would be great. Don't fuck me over. That there. would be great for the podcast, but it's not. Okay. Cause I'm sitting here thinking I don't remember if he was a returner early in his career, but I know he does both catch and run. And I was like Man, how sweet would this be right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, Seth, I think you were trying to give me a hint on my last pick. And that's fair. I catch it now. I thought that's where Jeremy was going. It, it's It's got to be Jonathan Taylor. Then. It is Jonathan Taylor, correct. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, it's Jonathan Taylor. He had – He had. Uh, I got to go back and look now. Um, I mean, he had well, 2,000 yards alone almost in rushing just last year. Yeah, I was going to say he was like 1,900 or something like that. Yeah, and then he had 700 receiving yards between the last two years. Um, and then he put up almost 1,200 rushing alone. That is surprising to me for his rookie season. I did not yep. think he would have. He put up almost 1,200 his rookie year. Well, so. shit. All right. Jonathan Taylor. All right. Jonathan Taylor, number one with 3639. That's Ooh. quite a bit of yards. That was a barn burner, and that was just question one. I can't wait for question two. Well, Owen, question two. Owen takes question one. He does. By a hair. By yeah. a yeah. Oh, I got yeah. to the point I was literally writing down the divisions and the teams, trying to remember whose running backs there were. But I was just making yeah. it through the NFC. Yeah, I, I went through I went through them all. The last two names I had were Mixon and Taylor. The only I you know, no one else made sense. So well, that's why when I was doing the North, I'm like, man, if this is Montgomery, I'm gonna shit my pants, right? Right. Like, oh, <laughs> that would have been great. I wish it was. I wish it would have been. I wish it would have been. All right, question two. There are five teams in NFL history, all the way back to the beginning, with at least six hundred wins. Five teams with six hundred wins. And I have a little bonus, a little bonus add-on at the end after this. Uh, five teams with at least six hundred wins. Owen got the first question, so we'll go to Jeremy. I need all five teams. Six hundred wins in the franchise history. Correct. Okay. Six hundred wins since the beginning of the NFL history. So since like nineteen sixty-five. 
No, no, like 19. Got it. Okay. All right. 18, whatever Got it, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yep. Pretty much since like the franchise started. So, you know, obviously teams started different years. So I'm just saying the team right now? Yep. I'll, I'll give you the number. I won't expect Packers. you to know the number. Huh? Packers. Packers are number two to this team at 782. Uh, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, painfully, are number one at 783. But we all know the Packers will be number one on this list by the end of the season. Right. Um, they are, yeah, those two should have been obvious. They're by far and away ahead of everybody else on this list. Steelers. Steelers, number four at 652. All right. So this will depend... This one's tough because I think they're the oldest technically, but there's like some city changes and shit. Uh, just give me the Cardinals. Cardinals. Good choice, but incorrect. But I get where Damn. you're going there. Yep. That sucks because they were like from 1899 or something. Yeah, Chicago. Start in Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah. My, my great-grandmother was a, a cook for the Chicago Cardinals. That is fake news. Nope. Give me the Give me the Patriots. <laughs> Pats are not on this list. Damn, okay. You would think probably over the last 25 years, but yeah, not on this list. Uh, Give me the Brownies. That doesn't make sense, but they're old, but I don't think they're on there, actually. They they weren't a team for like five years. For five five years, but (laughs) they were from like... And then they were dog shit for a while. So does the Baltimore Colts and the Indianapolis Colts do the same thing, right? Uh, they, They would be, yes. Give me the Colts. Uh, incorrect, but good choice. Okay. All right. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys, uh, good pick, but incorrect. Jesus Christ. Um, My Eagles. Incorrect. Good Raiders. pick, though. Ra- who? Raiders? Raiders. Uh, Raiders, incorrect. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Broncos. Incorrect. Wow. Giants. Giants. Hey, there's one. They're at number three, 706. Okay. All right. All right. We got to recap a little bit. Okay. So Packers, Bears, Packers. Packers, Steelers, Bears, and Giants. That's the four right. we got. You got your you got the top four. You're missing number five. Steelers are third. Steelers fourth. are fourth at 652. Oh, Giants. Giants are third. Yep. Bears, who else did, Packers, we, who else did we guess? We guessed. Uh, we guessed the Browns. Eagles, the Colts, the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Browns, and the Cowboys are the Browns commanders on this list, Steph. Hey, the fresh commanders are number five. Damn. Look at fire. that at 617. Good call. 617. Owen, oh, when we both got Eagles and Cowboys off, I remember sitting here, I'm like, Washington and the Giants were both really good in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And then were just good enough throughout the 2000s. So I'm like, as soon as you said the Giants, it reminded me, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they always fall on lists like this. Because they're old enough and we're good for three three decades, basically, you know. All right. Here's your bonus question. Add on to this. There are two teams tied at 599 wins. One. Time off. Okay. Time off. Are we one and one right now? You are. You took this one. 
this could this could be an added point or we could save it for my third question i have how many questions total you got uh this this last one this third one's my last one i'm done so this tiebreaker now and then another one or is this the third this is the tiebreaker this is like an add-on to this question got it all right so we'll we yeah we'll save for the third one this is just a bonus um sure yep so we probably so, already named it, but you don't have to say it, I guess. There are two teams t- tied at five ninety nine, and there. Did we name them? Um, I, mean, I think teams? you named one. I know you named one for sure. I don't think you named the other one. Oh, do you go first? Chiefs. Chiefs are not one. Okay. Cowboys. Cowboys are not one. You've Colts. named one, haven't named one. Colts. Colts are not one. Browns. Nope. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, you said Cowboys, didn't you? He did. I said um, Raiders. Nope. Patriots. Nope. Just keep going down the list. Oh, and you're thinking too much to say something. I forget which ones we said now at this second like stage. Broncos, Eagles. Those are the last two teams that we named. Eagles? Eagles are one, yes. Okay. Eagles are one at 599. All right. There's one other team, though, that you have not named. If I remember correctly, you have not named them. But you probably named two-thirds of the league by now. At this point. Just gave Owen my Eagles answer, fucker. Um, this doesn't count for a point, does it? No, no. Yeah. Unless I win. Oh, that's true. So you said the Chiefs. I said we said so. Oh, so Broncos aren't it because obviously you said it was one of them. Um, I guess the Patriots. Don't, no, Bills. Nope. Jets. Nope. Another team that has uh, quite a storied franchise. Um, I think they had some time where they were not good, but they've been good recently. Uh, And then historically, they have been good as well. Recently and historically. Seahawks? Nope. Very recently, they've been good. Bengals. No, close. Rams. <laughs> the Rams. Rams. Yep. Rams are at 599 as well. Got it. All right. This next question, I just need one answer. That's it. So whoever throws it out first gets gets the gets the earnings, gets the winnings. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers surprisingly is not number one on this list. So I need the person in front of him. But Aaron Rodgers, when he threw his 100 touchdown pass, he had thrown 34 interceptions at the time. Number two on this list. Quarterback one, when he threw his 100 touchdown pass, only had thrown 19 interceptions at the time. Who is that quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Ding, 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 I won. Boom. (laughs) He got it. That's it. (laughs) 
Mahomes. Yep. All right. Can you believe that? That surprised me. Seth, I actually seen that. Did you? Okay. Somewhere. I can't remember where I seen it. And I remember thinking, because I was reading about second-year quarterbacks. Me and Dalton were actually just talking about this yesterday. And then I seen that somewhere. I was like, damn, Mahomes is like. I seen it the same day I sent you guys that picture. Because I think I have it screenshotted for trivia for myself. Oh, it was the same gotcha. day I sent you guys that picture when Mahomes made that comment about like him, Kyler, and Lamar getting treated a little differently. And I was like, man, do you know who like Jones up in, in New York is? Or like Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? Or Carson Wentz in three different towns? Like these guys get treated like shit, you know? Mahomes doesn't get any treatment like that at all, you know? No. Yeah. But no, uh, I know that. I saw that was funny. I was like, that's, that's pretty funny coming from Mahomes. Who... I seen that, and then I seen the thing, the question you just had, and I, like, kind of, I started doing some, like, a little bit of research on him, and I just thought to myself, I'm like, he's got no legs to stand on there. <laughs> I mean, Lamar's an MVP. He's never, it's just everybody's like, hey, get better at passing. Mahomes has been an MVP, a Super Bowl champ. Uh, obviously, staffs to prove it. Kyler, the thing about Kyler, he's just never progressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's still the same and guy. he's just so inconsistent. Right. Like but last I mean, year, I mean, as a perfect example, first eight weeks, he was an MVP. Right. Last eight weeks, he was average. But the three names I named off, Kirk, Wentz, and Jones, all literally get rail, like ragged on way more than those guys. Like it's not even close. Yeah. Good so, old uh, like, noon uh, Sunday at noon, Kirk. Yeah, tell me about it. Like when when I seen Patrick Mahomes say that, I was like, that's a little short sighted right there. But you know, yeah, yeah. All right, that's the pod. Good to be back. That was some good trivia. Really got those brains moving. Uh, we'll see who brings it next week. Um, next week, wow, where are we going? I gotta look it up quick. Eastern have- North. What have we knocked out already? We're going, oh, yes. So we're going to the East. AFC East next week. AFC East. Uh, so it should be a good one. Some good teams up there, unlike the last two divisions have been a little little, uh, little below par. Um, so, yeah, we'll have the AFC East next week, and then, of course, the NFC East after that. And then we'll so wrap I'll throw, up. I'll throw two Easter eggs. So next week uh, – Tom Brady was rated number one. All three of us next week will be Josh Allen. And then uh, the week after that, it'll be Jalen Hurts. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Quarterback galore. If it's not. Uh, in, our, in, our, in our quarter quarterbacks who are actually running backs rankings in the NFC East, yes, Jalen Hurts will be number one. Who the fuck is this guy, Seth? <laughs> who invited this guy back in the pod today? You know, it's it it makes it makes for good radio. All right. Um, until next time, as always. And have a good week. Enjoy training camp. Preseason is right around the corner. But until then, adios. 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 Adios.